Hey kid, do you want to watch the scariest movie of all time? Um, only if it ruins my perception of split pea soup. You ready to talk some movies, Brennan? Yeah, okay. Well, let's go! Welcome to the Corrupted Youth Podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Brennan. And we're a father and son duo that explores the latest blockbusters, classic genre films, and the schlockiest of golden age VHS rental store flicks in, in spoiler-heavy spoiler fashion. fashion. Wow, thanks for joining me on that. Yeah. <laughs> anything anything new going on? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> to put it shortly. <laughs> I've got a couple of things I want to say. Go for it. First of all. Stay safe out there, dongles, because things seem to be getting pretty bad, regardless of what some orange people might say right now. That seemed awfully specific. No, it's I'm being They're just factory workers, Dad. Like, they're making chocolate. They're (laughs) trying to go about their day. Not all of them share the same political... You can't just group them up. (laughs) You know, you'd be surprised. The ones that you hear speaking out are usually just the most vocal ones. If you really look underneath the layers, those chocolatey layers, you'll find that, like, most of them are pretty down to earth. So, you know, maybe next time, Dad, look into it. You know, look at the other (laughs) side. Try to understand. Okay. I was not expecting that. (laughs) Anyways, if you haven't already, get out and vote, dongles. Unless you're under 18. Yes. Or not a U.S. citizen. All right. Other than that, um, I'm kind of surprised nobody descrambled the intro to our previous episode on Colorado Space. Well, I mean, we do call them dongles, so... (laughs) Oh, don't alienate our audience. Hey, hey. It'll go right above their heads. They... They won't even get it. Yeah, so welcome to our obligatory The Exorcist episode that I think every podcast has done at some point in time. The Rachel Mano podcast. <laughs> she covered it. She covered it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if I could listen to that. So yeah, The Exorcist. Hey, let me just run through some IMDb info on it quick. How's that sound? Splendid. Thanks, Dan. No problem. You're welcome, Dan. So The Exorcist, it's directed by William Friedkin, the writer, William Peter Blatty. He also wrote the book. Oh, I didn't know there was a book. Yeah, there's a book that came out. We might get get into that later. Did it come first? Book came first. So it stars Ellen Burstyn, Max von Sydow. That's the way I'm going to pronounce his last name because everybody says it different. And I had a friend in elementary school whose last name was Sydow. And he's like, oh yeah, Max von Sydow is a relative of ours. And my lineage dropped the von. Well, the way I say it is Glogark, destroyer of realities. (laughs) It might be a little off. Hey, to each their own. Let's see who else is in this. Jason Miller, Linda Blair. We can leave it at that. Ooh, we also have a trailer. I mean, sure, why not? It's noisy, but it's a good trailer. And let me just say, despite popular opinion, old trailers blew the details just as much, if not more than modern ones, and this one does not. Can't wait to watch it with you. Sure. You want to snuggle up? Uh, it's really warm in here. Okay. (laughs) 
Somewhere between science and superstition, there is another world. The world of darkness. Nobody expected it. Nobody believed it. And nothing could stop it. There are no experts. You probably know as much about possession as most priests. Look, your daughter doesn't say she's a demon. She says she's the devil himself. I'm telling you that that thing upstairs isn't my daughter. Now, I want you to tell me that you know for a fact that there's nothing wrong with my daughter except in her mind. You tell me you know for a fact that an exorcism wouldn't do any good. You tell me that! The one hope. The only hope. The exorcist. Yep, that was a trailer. Ah, so good. <laughs> wow. So noisy. I decided we're not going to do a rundown on this one because I'm sure everybody knows The Exorcist and it's been covered to death. Why are we doing this, I guess? Because Brennan had never seen it. Mm-hmm. I, for one, I don't even know what he thinks because we did not discuss it until now. Ooh, the answer may shock you. <laughs> Here's what IMDb says for the description. When a 12-year-old girl is possessed by a mysterious entity, her mother seeks the help of two priests to save her. Sure. Yeah, it's not like the end of the movie. It really glosses over some stuff, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, generalized, but that's basically what happens. More of a possession, less exorcist. Definitely. So that's what really threw me off, I think. <laughs> Did you think it was going to be a whole lot of exorcism? You know, I thought that there was going to be like like a few exorcisms, at least, you know? A little bang for your buck. Um, There's one, and calling it the exorcist, like, I don't know, he's just some old guy. Seen him in the beginning, but you don't really know he's the exorcist. Also, yes. not even an exorcism. Not a right one. Technically, you are correct. Um, yeah, Father Marin, who's played by Max von Sydow, he just bookends this movie. Mm -hmm. He's in like the first like fifteen minutes, maybe. Yeah, and in like the last fifteen, maybe twenty minutes. That's kind of being generous, I think. He's <laughs> yeah. really not in it very long. No, he's not. So I guess the question we have brought up is: Who's the titular exorcist? Is it Father Marin or is it Father Karras? Because Father Karras is around way more. Oh, yeah. And he's really cool. And it's more his story. Yeah. His really cool story. It should have been called The Assistant to the Exorcist. <laughs> and all of his woes. <laughs> well, this is your first time viewing. Mm -hmm. And let's cover my first time viewing. I had seen pictures of the possessed Reagan and Fangoria magazine all the time when I was young. And I'll be completely honest scared the crap out of me <laughs> and to hear everybody say what a scary movie it was i was terrified to see it until i got into the eighth grade <laughs> and i was trying to date this girl or it kind of sort of was i don't know it was a long time ago but anyway we're talking about scary movies and she said that she really loved halloween and the exorcist <laughs> and had seen halloween so i was like well i better get up my knowledge on the exorcist so i watched it alone <laughs> nice with the thought of, why am I doing this? Because I'm so scared of that imagery. Uh -huh. 
And then I watched it and I was like, oh, that movie is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was fine after that. So sometimes I guess you just hype things up in your head. I need to find a girl that's seen Halloween and The Exorcist. Yeah. This is a good place to start. Yeah. But honestly, I kind of like being married to your mom. Like we just had this conversation because she keeps... Well, I mean, I'd hope you liked <laughs> being married to my mom. <laughs> no, I'm saying because she doesn't like anything scary, right? Yeah. And if I was with somebody who liked horror movies, there's a good chance they would disappoint me in their tastes. Oh. So I don't run into this problem. Mm. So there's never an argument about movies because your mom just doesn't watch them. Yeah, like I could never date someone who's into freeform jazz because I'm sure we'd have varying opinions about the impact that Miles Davis has had on the on the whole genre. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm like, yeah, that's, that sounds very valid. I mean, I guess we're just going to kind of talk about bits and people in the film. Mm -hmm. And if anything comes to your mind through conversation, feel free to bring it up. But uh, I wanted to start things off too with Max von Sydow. Did you know that he's like the same age as me when he made that movie because he plays a much older man. I did not. You were not able to tell? I think when they did that, I, I didn't notice in the beginning, but like through, I don't know. There were times where it, it seemed a little weird. I don't know. There's something about it. I remember catching my eye, but uh -huh. yeah, no, throughout, I just assumed he was old. Yeah, the old man makeup is really good. It's really good. For 1973. Yeah, wow. It's really good. And I think that it holds up. Until you start getting into the more interesting lighting yeah, at the end. That's when I noticed it. Yeah, that's the only time it really starts to kind of show. And I was really paying attention this time. Most of the time I just get into it, but mm -hmm. I really wanted to pay attention. And there are a few times where I think his hairline looks kind of weird, but you could always just, I could see it being dismissed as like, oh, he's just kind of old. Yeah. Huh. The work that they did on his hands and stuff, because there's a lot of close-ups of his hands. Yeah. And it looks really good. Huh. Yeah, you remember in, um, was it like Winter Soldier when they had to completely CGI <laughs> Agent Carter's face? Like full CGI her face and it looked really weird. Yeah. Back here in the 70s, making that old dude or your age dude look like an old dude. An old dude look like an older dude. It went right over my head. <laughs> and the makeup effects in this in general are, I think, really good. Yeah. Yeah. They were, they were really good. Like all this stuff with Reagan. Mm-hmm. And I like how it really kind of changes. It progresses, but it also will like change in certain scenes too. Like it's not consistent, I noticed. And I feel that's almost makes it creepier because it'll just kind of be slightly different with no explanation. Mm. And I don't feel that was like a, well, we just did it this way type of thing. I think it was very intentional. It's kind of like subconsciously keep you on your toes. Yeah. You don't mm. know what you're getting yourself into. Totally. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and um, there's not really any, like, extravagant visual effects. I mean, it's a lot of, like, bed shaking. I mean, her levitating. Yeah. And stuff like that. I mean, you, yeah, we watched the theatrical version, by the way. So we didn't watch any, because, like, the director's code, I know that they touch some stuff up. There's some added scenes. Mm. Um, there's definitely, like, she does, like, this weird spider walk down the stairs upside down, which was cut from the original one. Why? Sounds cool. <laughs> Do you want to see it quick? Sure. Her going down the stairs looked cool, but then anything after was just her just on all fours. Just like, <laughs> I don't know, there was nothing really uh, supernatural about that. Yeah. Or like the stair shot, that was cool. It's weird. Yeah. I can see why they would leave it out, though. Yeah, I didn't really had very much no a lot of people are like oh my god it's so freaky I'm it like, is freaky i'm like well it's kind of weird i think the shot where she goes up on the wall a little bit 
I think that was the most impressive. Her just going down the stairs, something about it. I mean, compared to all the other visual effects. I mean, if it was in the movie, I would probably say that was one of the weaker shots visually for visual effects. It still holds up nice for the time. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, all all in all, it's mostly just lighting, stuff wiggling around, people flopping around quite a bit. I know that Linda Blair ended up with some back injury from that scene where she's like flopping back and forth on the bed. Yeah. Because she had like a ring set up. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, that looked pretty violent. And also the mom got hurt on the scene where she gets thrown uh-huh. against the wall. Like, because there was like a pulley system. Oh, it looked good. <laughs> kind of like in the Mad Max, the guy breaks his legs. Remember that? It looks good. Yeah, I shattered both of his shins, but... Keep it in. Yeah. <laughs> really freaking was uh, really hard to work with. You know, stories of him like, well, I'm just going to fire this gun randomly on set <sighs> to get a scared reaction out of people. That kind of like tyrant director of the 70s where, oh. where there really wasn't any real regulations and you could just terrorize your, yeah. your actors. See, now I think doing that effectively is like an alien and no one knew about like the all the blood from the chest burster. Uh-huh. And that was all like their honest reactions to it happening. That's good. That's a good way. Give them that surprise. I don't know about shooting a gun. <laughs> Seems a bit, I don't know, a little extreme. I I do, I do really appreciate when there's those crazy stories, like whatever movie it was where they like shot the mannequin, the shotgun, and then had to like dump the car into the river or whatever. Oh, in Maniac. Yeah. <laughs> like that kind of stuff. That's cool. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about I don't know about all that. Now I just got Jared Leto like, here's a dead rat. <laughs> Lame. Or like uh poor Shelley Long in uh The Shining. She's just like totally mentally messed up right now because of all everything that happened to her while filming that. Haven't seen it. That was the other movie on your list. Yeah, it was. It was it was a... between this and The Shining. That was a tough choice. That was a really tough choice. Dongles, if you want us to do The Shining sometime, even though everybody's already talked about it. But if you like this one, we'll do The Shining because I just want running to see cool movies. And if we can talk about it on here, mm-hmm. it's a good format. Yeah. Otherwise, our entire discussion will just be lost in time. <laughs> sound sound effects in this movie. There's a lot of sound design that goes on. Stuff that you probably didn't even notice. I believe it. I had read that he put like the droning of bees in shots just to make you feel uneasy. Like even when nothing was really happening. Really? Huh. That's smart. Yeah. The only like sound effect I found to be like kind of weak is like the, the mom thought there was rats upstairs. Mm-hmm. It sounded like really just too loud. Didn't really. I, yeah. That's a minor. And complaint. it didn't change when she like walked around. It always kind of sounded the same. Yeah. But man, when she went upstairs. Mm-hmm. to explore yeah and that candle just <laughs> that, part, that was cool <laughs> i like the subtlety leading up to the crazier stuff in the movie yeah it really is more of a slow burn to get to everything but when it starts getting crazy it really gets crazy really fast it's almost like a nike swoosh <laughs> like it starts off really low and then you get to the end it's like kind of like a poltergeist I guess. But even then, Poltergeist had way crazier stuff earlier. Yeah, but I do appreciate the whole trying to solve this problem through science. Yes. Yeah, I really like that. like that. And I did like how it was by the, it was the doctor's suggestion of looking in the exorcism. Yeah. Just for the psychological. Which, which is been, which has been like an actual studies. Yes. Which brings us back to the book. Okay. Because the book is based on a true story. 
Oh. Um, I believe it was like sometime in the 40s. It was a boy. And I believe it was requested that uh, William Peter Blatty change it to a girl, protect the boy, because the boy apparently remembered nothing of the incident, just like Reagan in this. I guess he went on and lived like a totally normal life, like worked for NASA. Oh, jeez. from NASA. <laughs> Pretty crazy stuff. Well, that's because NASA's a part of the occult, Dad. Didn't you know? Oh, no. Are they... Yeah, yeah. No, oh, they, they're, they're worshiping Satan up there. Let me look it up on the computer. Oh, is this? Oh, click that, click that hyperlink from, from Infowars. Oh, this, this shady link here. Let me just click on it. Oh, that's that. Is that a green download button? Oh, okay. Oh no. Hey, have you checked out SeniorsBeware.com? <laughs> have you seen that ad? No. That is literally a thing Trump's titling right now. Oh, God. <laughs> Man, I hope we can look back at that little bit there. <laughs> Man, that was kooky. That was, that was some time, huh? What a time to be alive. Anyway, let's get back in our spaceship. <laughs> Crazy what happened to Dublin, eh? <laughs> Guess we got to go to New Dublin now. Oop. Uh, yeah, back to sound design. The voice of the demon. That's a whole nother crazy story, too. <laughs> oh, boy. Because that lady, she did a lot of acting, like radio acting, and she was able to sound, you know, somewhat like androgynous, like neither male nor female. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of like the thing they wanted to go for. And she's just like, man, if you really want me to do this, I'll totally do it. But you have to understand that I quit drinking and I'm going to have to drink if I do this. And also, I'm going to have to start smoking again. (sighs) And also, because I'm a devout Catholic, I need my two priest friends to be with me at all times. Oh my God. And yeah, that's what she did. She got super drunk and would like chain smoke cigarettes to get that weird throatiness. Yeah. You can kind of get like multiple sounds coming out of your voice if you're like all kind of raspy and stuff. Well, geez. (laughs) (laughs) Now it just would have been some guy in a booth going, I'm a demon. And then some guy in a computer would just click a lot of buttons and come out (laughs) totally different. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they threw all their noises in there too. I'm sure like weird animal noises. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I think the voice sounds really cool. Linda Blair. For being like 13, did an amazing job of lip syncing. Yeah, I was paying attention to that too. So she lip sank to the to the audio. Um, ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, I I'm not sure which I way. I couldn't it went. tell which way it was going. I get. I'm guessing she would have just lip synced, or it would have made more sense for her to say the lines. That way, it was more of get the timing easier. Mm-hmm. That's another fun fact too, is because they had a hard time finding someone of that age to be allowed to perform that role. Because a lot of people, I mean, that had to be like, it's had to be very physically demanding. Oh yeah, I bet. Tons of makeup, tons of physicality to it. Yeah. And the fact that she's such a good actress in that movie too. She does a good job. She's Because it's really good, like the juxtaposition of her just being normal. Yeah. And she seems like very innocent. Uh-huh. Kind of a horse girl, even. <laughs> yeah. Keeps talking about them horses. <laughs> Next thing you know, she's getting a horse folder. <laughs> you know, those little horse toys. Yeah. But yeah, there's a whole, I'm not going to say it on our podcast because there's stuff involved that since we're clean, probably I'm not going to bring up. But let's just put it this way. She knew some things about some other stuff that was going to be happening in that movie and was totally cool. <laughs> Her mom was too. Cool mom too. <laughs> Mother of the year. <laughs> I, yeah, that's really surprising that they could get such a good child actor. Yeah, too bad for her. She really got typecast. I was mm-hmm. like, spooky child? 
Yeah, and like, I don't know. It's not as bad nowadays, but back then, if you really were known for a role, like, that's all people would know you for. You couldn't break out of it. It was really hard. I mean, she's done plenty of acting. And I'm not even going to say, like, she's even all that great in other stuff I've seen her in. She's pretty fun in the movie Repossessed, which is a comedy version (laughs) of The Exorcist, basically. (laughs) That's that's funny. (laughs) Um, Yeah, she was in the sequel to this, too. Oh. If there's any dongle out there who actually likes The Exorcist 2, let us know. What about 3? Well, 3 gets more involved. It's the cop character, but he's played by a different actor. Of course. And the other priest at the end. They just kind of mm. are chummy. That movie is actually directed by the writer, this one. Does that make it good? It's got one of the best scares on film. Okay. All right. It's That's... worth checking out. Okay. It's, it's, a lot, it's a lot more in the vein of this one where it's more just kind of a... Drama. Drama. And the studio really kind of shoved in more exorcism stuff into it and well i'd hope so (laughs) but yeah i just watched that one a couple months ago oh i still like it Hmm. i watched it a whole bunch when i was younger now what about the 2016 remake what yeah oh the tv show or yeah whatever the tv show wasn't bad oh that's that's the tv show is actually like a sequel to this oh that's cool yeah it's different priests more priest drama more exorcisms a lot more exercise, a lot more possession going on in that show. One thing that I don't understand about this movie is how the beginning ties into into this movie. I got the whole like that little little dude he pulled out of the sand. Probably not mm-hmm. that good. Probably a demon. And that big statue he has that staring contest with. <laughs> probably also that demon because it shows up later. Yep. But just how whatever happened in Iraq and that dig site ties into random girl getting possessed. Yeah. I don't like... There's a whole lot of. The second one gets into it some, and then there was a prequel movie. Actually, a prequel movies, because it was like, and it's all about that stuff. Apparently, it was like so bad that it was basically 100% reshot. And that one's not good either. And there's so there's like both versions kind of floating around. (laughs) One and three. Yeah. Maybe check out the TV show. <laughs> but uh yeah, speaking of the the demon statue and stuff, I did like how that imagery was showing up in Reagan's artwork. Mm-hmm. Did you notice like the the little figurine she made that orange one? Yeah. Looked a lot like the statue and it's just always hanging out. Uh-huh. And those shots in the basement. Yeah, I did I did like that. I also liked the um that demon face that appeared like only twice. Thank you for noticing. It's in my notes to see if you would notice it. Yeah, no, in the dream sequence and then later during the exorcism it's there for like a frame yeah i really liked that yeah spooky face that was that was linda blair's double and it was actually the makeup they were going to give her so it must be like they had already kind of shot stuff and then he was just like well let's just throw it in a frame yeah see if people notice yeah. and that was like the whole mentality behind it like yeah let's just see i mean come on dad i play games at like 180 frames a second like of course i'm gonna notice that so what is it 22 frames yeah william Freakin said something about like how that was ruined by vcr technology Mm. because people could just pause it and stare at it forever but if you went to see it in the theater like what if you didn't notice it but somebody else noticed it you see that demon face in that dream sequence what are you talking about man yeah what are you even talking i was making out with my girlfriend and i didn't (laughs) see like half the movie (laughs) (laughs) i thought it was i i remember it being a lot quicker and harder to notice and i totally noticed it this time around a little kid brain Dumb little, dumb little kid brain. Couldn't comprehend it. <laughs> <laughs> I, watch, I watched this not that long ago. 
Well, let's take a break and we'll listen to a promo from another podcast. Just how drunk are we gonna get? Welcome to Good Beer Bad Movie Night, where each month we drink finely crafted brews while watching terrible films in order to see just how drunk you have to get to enjoy them. So tune in and join Troy. Killboy Kreitz. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> Dave. I have the weirdest boner. And Pete. IPAs are ales, meaning they are bottom fermented. Excuse me, they are top fermented. I f- that up. <laughs> Try that again. As we drag Kathleen. Hear me. Kicking and screaming through an alcohol-fueled podcast dedicated to movies of questionable quality and the frosty adult beverages that help make them tolerable. Good beer, bad movie night. Clearly, it's the beer's fault. Um... I guess we got to talk about, because the only thing I really kind of discussed with Brennan while we were watching it was like the radiology tech guy. Oh, yeah. Who was actually, who actually went on to murder somebody. Yeah. I did bring that up. Um, oh, hi, Doggo. Yeah. And he, he, hey, you know what? If you really want to check anything about that out, I think it's called Cursed Films. It's on Shutter. Might even be on Amazon Prime too right now. But there's, it's like a TV show discussing like poltergeist. And oh, I'm the sure they discuss a lot of poltergeist. Yeah. And th- this one, just as much weird stuff happens, set burns down. Oh. <laughs> all, all sorts of like goofy coincidental stuff. But like people are like, that movie was cursed. <laughs> oh no. I saw Antifa in the film for a split second oh that's kind of scary but yeah I, I i highly recommend checking that out Just come on dad for the fun of it. i watch anime the church's reaction i suppose you probably want to know about that <laughs> yes <laughs> no they didn't really like it i that's surprising we thought this movie was evil Ooh. i think it was billy graham we thought the devil said the devil was in every frame of this movie people wanted it like all copies of it destroyed because it was so evil we make far worse movies now sure but you know who did like it the pope the pope loved it (laughs) he thought it was great advertisement that is very true it it kind of makes the catholic church look pretty ba it certainly does it's not that much bad light being shown on the i mean yeah they're like okay maybe you shouldn't drink and smoke and be a boxer Mm -hmm. and like swear and stuff but well i think that's good because it makes him more human oh you know he's the best character i'm just saying from the catholic church perspective they're like okay all this is nice our priests just aren't like that i mean they can still like you can still drink and smoke oh nobody's stopping them from touching them kids either (laughs) obviously Jeez. So my mom told me a story. She went to go see this movie, my aunt and my uncle. My uncle had gotten back from some hippie Bible camp, and I wish I could remember what part. Probably just like a head-turning part. Dude, he could not handle that. He bolted from the theater, (laughs) where I guess, yeah, if you were like super religiously at the time, I could see it being really hard to handle. Mm -hmm. Because if you think about it, this is is really a kick to the nuts to everything being good, God being all-powerful. Like, why would any God allow us something like that to happen yeah. type of thing. So it's kind of like when we watch the Godzilla anime trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> Who would allow that to happen? Exactly. <laughs> Put that filth on film. <laughs> I mean, you fell asleep during that. That's a That's impressive. Sober too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even more impressive. Normally it's got to be like 2 in the morning and I got a few cocktails in me. And some pizza? Yeah. <laughs> mm. You're out cold. <laughs> yeah, so I guess we can 
talk about like the ongoing influence of this movie because clearly it's mentioned and it was true of the time there wasn't really a whole lot of exorcism going on it really wasn't a practice and you'd think nowadays they're just doing them left and right oh god they're doing them so much have you ever seen um i think it's like this church in like south africa there's just this i'm sure they do this all over the world i don't know i've seen clips but it's like this one priest who will just continuously do miracles on people like all the time and he does so many exorcisms and then people will be like shaking like oh the demon will fly out of them and then they'll like pass out and they'll get up and they'll be like yay and the whole crowd will be like yay (laughs) i remember watching there was a um there was one filmed exorcism i think they showed it on oh what show was it we talk about fake I'm things thinking, i'm thinking 2020 so it was like a new show oh <laughs> on like an evening news program <laughs> yeah and i just remember like, my friends and i would always just be laughing because the chick was my name is minga <laughs> it was something like that it's like this is such a bs this isn't even yeah really there's so many exorcisms really movies. coincidental popular movie comes out showing this really obscure part of the church and then everybody starts doing it oh yeah um father Karras. he would have people harass him on the streets <laughs> forever because they'd recognize him because he's a pretty unique looking dude mm-hmm. and they would always be like hey oh i need help <sighs> got a possession and he'd just be like man i'm an actor like, yeah. none of that's real it's like going up to robert downing jr and be like yo there's this crazy supervillain. You gotta come <laughs> stop him, Tony. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing how some people just cannot separate fantasy from reality. Kind of where we're at right now, and it's not good. It's like QAnon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, people get wrapped up in stuff, and, you know, Occam's razor, just throw that out the window. I prefer Newton's flaming laser sword. Ooh. <laughs> that's a, no, that's an actual thing. That's an actual Explain. thing. Explain. Okay, so Occam's razor um, says that whatever takes the least amount of assumptions, you know, what's easier to assume? The, the, the church touches little children because there's all this evidence and eyewitness accounts, or this website um, uh, puts some like text up and it, and it says that uh, Tom Cruise likes little boys. What takes the least amount of assumptions? Now Newton's flaming laser sword. I just like it mostly because of the name, and people love to draw pictures of Newton holding a flaming laser sword. <laughs> um, yeah, it basically says that if it's not recreatable, it just isn't true. And sometimes it's just easier to, rather than, hey, you know what? My child might be schizophrenic, because that's an ongoing issue. It's going to take time, love, understanding to get through it. Yeah. You're going to need some help. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be easy. But if you could just be like possessed by a demon, boom, solve. Exercise e- that thing out. You're, then you're done. So easy. Can never be easier. Now they're doing exorcisms through the TV. Put your kid in front of it. <laughs> boom. Demon removed. Well, there's the the whole, what was the other movie? The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Oh, I remember hearing about that. Based off the real life case where they were trying to perform an exorcism. Turns out this girl's just sick. Yeah. <laughs> she just needed some help and she ended up dying because of it. And there's a whole court what a- thing. Terrible exorcism. <laughs> I mean, I get there's a lot of cultures that still do them. Oh, yeah. But fine, if that's in your belief system, sure. Whatever makes you feel better. Yeah, I suppose. And there is some actual research into exorcism working on a yes. psychological level. Listen to the earlier portion of our episode where we bring that up. 
But like, <laughs> yeah, rewind a bit. Yeah, but like, it's so obvious that after this movie, and it's kind of weird to think of a time before where exorcisms are just kind of like not really a thing. And then back when they were just a thing all the time. Yeah. But I do like that at least there's supposed to be strict rules to rule out anything else. Yeah. like you're... I'll give him credit for that. Yeah. Like, it's very tough. It's supposed to be very tough. Even like how he describes it in the mm-hmm. movie. Like you need a lot of stuff to add up before they'll even consider it. And even then it might not be approved. Yeah. So even they kind of know what's BS. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see somebody make an edit of a um, guy at the end jumping out the window, falling down the stairs and like clip it in with uh, the Joker movie because those stairs look the same. <laughs> but he's like doing the dance on the stairs and then just cuts him tumbling down, hitting his head on everything. Or does one where he gets to the bottom, he's like, I'm okay. <laughs> Demon's still in me. Yeah, it's really lucky that Paul killed him. When that demon just goes somewhere else, I'm not really sure how exorcisms work because they probably don't. But, you know, you'd think that this soul would just kind of... Yeah, well, more on. there's more on that later. Also, like, how would you pick to possess a 12-year-old? Like, I get that she is like, extra human strength can apparently turn someone's head completely around. But, like, wasn't Arnold Schwarzenegger ripped at this time, too? <laughs> well, it gets down to, they wanted, I mean, the belief is that they will attack people of very strong faith, usually, too. Where in this, they weren't very religious. Yeah. But they like to just mess with people. And just the destruction of that innocence. Mm. Because all she really did was use the Ouija board. Which apparently Parker Brothers was not very happy about this movie because it's just a toy. The Luigi board? <laughs> the Luigi board. seen that video? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, did not everybody's... Is this, what's kicked, is this what kicked off Luigi boards? No, I mean, they were kind of always around, but it was just a fun party game. Yeah. That's all it was. But this is what, it was just something that made it like... Bad. Yeah. Bad, bad. I hate any movies that, oh my God, be such a fun... That's always the teenagers or whatever. Let's use a Ouija board. (laughs) Like five minutes later, they're screaming. Someone's floating. You'd really like the the 80s movie, Witchboard. That movie, I just watched that one recently for my October Fury Movie Fest. And man, all that movie really has going for it is an axe to the head and some boobs. (laughs) <laughs> i love the luigi i'm just gonna call it the luigi board i love the luigi board and uh bill and ted's bogus journey and the mom's doing the the whole like little seance and that 90s new age crap yeah so i'm gonna pose a question here okay do you think this is a true horror movie or a dramatic film with horror elements it's a dramatic film with horror elements absolutely yeah i when going to this movie i was expecting more horror obviously it's kind mm-hmm. of just, I don't know, I've always seen weird stuff of the movie through popular culture. I've definitely enjoyed it more thriller. I'm definitely more of a thriller guy. The only scary moments, I'd say, are when the mom is in the attic. And when the mom comes back and like the lights are flickering, that, that was tense. You didn't really know what was going to happen. But otherwise, even the exorcism scene was more action, I'd say, than it was horror. I think some people could find it scary if they're really religious, but... Yeah, it's more of a thriller. There's definitely some things that are said by the demon that yeah. would not sit well with a person of strong faith, I guess. But it's also funny. Like, it, I don't know, for me, it like lightened the mood. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny. The whole uh, crucifix scene. Okay, maybe not that part, but like during the exorcism. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, oh. See, I was referring to no, the crucifix yeah, no, scene. No, not that scene. Just the exorcism. Pretty funny. That's another thing, too. This movie is actually funny. There's some... <laughs> like funny lines it's really well written yeah there's there's some strange moments of levity in it yeah the director has gone on to say that it is a movie about faith 
and the power of faith that's the way he went at it it's hard to say if they really wanted to make a horror movie because i don't think that they did because it does not show no i mean there's definitely horror elements to it and i could see where this is considered a very scary movie that said someone i hate to say this but you are gen z Mm mm-hmm no, don't. I, I don't hate it. Okay. Um, does this movie hold up for a member of Gen Z? Granted, you do have I, a lot of experience with scary movies. Yeah, I no, I really liked it. And like I said earlier, I'm a fan of thrillers. I like that build up, and I really like the the payoff was nice. Um, I thought it was good. I liked all the stuff with like science. I mean, it's a dated movie, but it doesn't date itself very hard. Honestly, I I think it. I think it's good. It really hasn't aged. Yeah, other than the seventiesness of it. Yeah. Which even the medical stuff was praised for being very accurate for its time. I believe it. Or back in the day. <laughs> it looked all grimy and gross. <laughs> all kind of falling apart, but yeah. That is the seventies for you though. Yeah. Like even when they're um when the cop goes to talk to Father Karras at the track. Mm-hmm. I noticed like all the garbage underneath the bleachers. Oh, the 70s. They're just waiting for stuff from the 60s to break so they could build stuff for the 80s. <laughs> well, I guess we got to clean this up because we have to build something else here. Yeah. Otherwise, we'll probably just let it hang out. Even their hair. They're just like, no, no, no. I'll deal with that later. Yeah, I'm just going to be greasy. <laughs> yeah, it's very early 70s. But... I did notice the older sister, that fashion that the older sister had. Yeah, no. There are definitely girls that dress like that now. They're definitely considered, they're, they're alt girls that's their call whatever else you want to talk about at this point i'm out of my notes if there is anything you wanted to just talk about it was just kind of weird lack of exorcism lack of exorcist <laughs> i'd say it would have worked better if the movie was called the possession or something like that obviously the exorcism is the peak of the movie but we call it the joker we don't call it uh clown man shoots guy in head at the end <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I thought that was kind of weird, but also the exorcist himself. Cool introduction, you know, that iconic scene of him standing there, which I also thought was not as impactful as I thought it would be. Well, because Tubular Bells does not play during that part, like everybody assumes, and that's how it's always That's what I assume, portrayed. yeah. Kind of just an old guy, takes some pills, dies, just drops dead. Was that because of the demon? I'd assume so. Hard to say. Or just his heart just gives out. Cause Hard to say, because I mean, did she really kill that dude earlier in the movie? I mean, his head, screen? his head was completely turned around. I'd assume so. I don't think it was like a physical... I'm shoving him out a window because how would he get to the steps and then fall down the steps? I believe that was a supernatural event. But then again, telekinesis type stuff. Yeah, but we've also seen characters be able to jump from that window to the stairs like at the end of the movie. Yeah, that is true, I suppose. The movie should be called How to Get Your 12-Year-Old Off the Hook for Murdering Your Drunk Director Boss. Yeah, <laughs> I think that should have been explained more. That's something I never, it took me a little bit to get. Yeah, because unless you're paying really good attention, you're not going to realize that was the, the guy. The director? Yeah. Because they don't show him. Yeah. She drives past that accident scene too. Yeah. When everybody's crowded around there. He's like, that's kind of weird anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do, I do like Father Karras as a character. Mm-hmm. And I do like his conflict where he's just like, man, I just don't have it any in me anymore. Yeah. I don't really want to do this. I kind of want to just be a normal person. He just wanted to be a psychiatrist and he ended up a priest. Yeah. And then he gets that one final battle and just is like, I'm going to punch this 12 year old a few times <laughs> and let the demon into me. And then, you know what? I wasn't happy anyway. I'm just going to toss myself out this window. I'm sad he died. I guess that goes to show how good they built up his character. Ooh, the scene where the demon actually goes in him. Mm-hmm. 
is done awesome whatever visual effect they did where it's just like his face or like it flashes to him being possessed yeah or it's like him possessed and then it cuts to him being normal and that's when he throws himself out yeah because he fights it off just enough to kill himself uh-huh it looked very it's good it's like super good i have i'm sure that's just like a simple trick yeah but they lined it up perfectly now it would be like a whole cg gobbledygook bunch of clicking <laughs> We're going to nudge this over here. Right? All right, move that a little bit. Yeah, I like that part. Yeah. I think subtly. This movie is a thriller with subtle horror. Yeah. Until the end. But even then, not that much horror. I mean, I guess the head turning stuff. That's scary. It's creepy. The first time, I think the first time is the most effective. Mm-hmm. Because it's like really bright. Mm-hmm. And it looks straight up like, oh, that kid's just hanging out. Yeah. And then, whoa. Second time around, it's a little... I know. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Yeah. Does that. <laughs> just, like, if you really try to think about that, it totally does not make any sense. No. Like, you just kill that kid. Yeah. <laughs> I also didn't get... So she had, like, all those scars and stuff. Uh-huh. And then she's just not possessed, and they're just gone. Well, she's... They were... Yeah, they healed up, like... Really, really quick. quick. Man, but she feels really bad about everything. <laughs> Maybe they just didn't tell her. No, I don't think they really did. Like, that's I did, weird. Wait, I did what? She just woke up crying. There's some broken glass, and they're like, oh, we're moving. <laughs> that mom is probably messed up, though. She's going to hear, like, a creak in the middle of the night and just have a panic attack. Full PTSD. Probably super crazy religious now, too. <laughs> like, they're going to church every Sunday, for sure. That little kid's not going to know why. Yeah, the, the TV show is, like, gets into the granddaughter. Yeah, because there's, like, flashbacks, too, but it doesn't, like, they're just recreated. Hmm. Darn you, Captain Howdy! That's that said. <laughs> no, that, that was the, whoever she was talking to on the Luigi board. Yeah. Captain Howdy. Is that the demon? Captain Howdy? Yeah. Well, in other stuff, it's supposed to be Pazuzu, <laughs> which I'd rather just go with Captain Howdy. Yeah, that's... Captain Howdy is somehow creepier. It like is, it's for like, sure, because it's hey, a kid's name. And I'm your friend. Yeah, I'm Captain Howdy. We're having a fun time, you and I, just hanging out. Mm-hmm. We're being pals. Oh, Pazuzu, it's like, eh. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> but, you know, in that second one, you get to see, like, a bunch of um, locusts come out of James Earl Jones's mouth. James Earl Jones? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, now you make me want to watch it. <laughs> Still don't do it. <laughs> You could watch like a YouTube video on my Just a clip. Good. Yeah. Well, I'm all tapped. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we're going to think of a hundred other things. Yeah. Always happens. Always. I think I covered everything I primarily wanted to talk about. Do you have a favorite scene? That's tricky. I really like this scene where, uh, what's his name? Blinging on his name. The cool priest. Not the dying one. Father Karras. Father Karras, yeah. When he goes into the room by himself and he sees his grandma there and then like oh. starts talking to him like the grant like like or his mom starts talking to him like his mom and he like totally freaks out like it gets to him for sure i really liked that yeah the visual of her just sitting on the bed mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of creepy yeah yeah no i I'll give you that i really enjoyed that scene for me for me it's when during the the whole exorcism part when reagan's eyes go totally white and then she just levitates up like to me that's probably like the scariest she looks mm. Other than that first head, head turn scene, I think that's pretty scary too, but... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's something about the white eyes I think it looks super cool. Yeah, that is a pretty iconic scene too. 
Good stuff. A lot of holy water is getting tossed around. Except for that first time. It was just tap water. Yeah, which, <laughs> that's interesting, too, how there's evidence against it being a possession. Yeah, I don't know. He just had to get to talking in weird languages, I guess. Yeah. Church politics. Yay. <laughs> Reading this movie, as we do, mm. where we say movie a certain way to let the listeners know how we feel about it and would you recommend. Oh, it's a movie. I would recommend this movie. Would you recommend it to your friends? Um, probably not. They're a bit more they they don't they don't like they they lack the subtlety to enjoy such a the depth of this film. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean we'd probably rather watch like killer clowns from outer space. Something that just a little more in your face, hits yeah. you over the head and is fun. It's just fun. Yeah. Or the thing that was a that was really fun to watch. It's a good yeah, movie. I wouldn't mind talking about that someday too. But <laughs> yeah. Everybody's also done that one. Oh, that's okay. It's <laughs> a good reason to rewatch that awesome movie. But yeah, no, I, I'd, I'd recommend this movie for sure. But I mean, who hasn't seen it? There's probably a lot of people. Yeah. And to anybody who hasn't seen it, if the scary factor gets you because it does have the reputation, people will bring it up to this day, almost 47 years later, about that. They'll bring it up and they'll be like, scariest movie of all time. They're always comparing it. Scariest? It is, people call it the scariest Scariest? Movie. Yes. No. It's not the scariest. Okay. It has some freaky moments. It got me a little, ooh, ooh. But I've seen scarier movies. Yeah. I think what it is is that there's a bit of a Jaws factor where this has to be like the first real kind of, you know... I'd say it was like this movie, say like maybe Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Jaws, those types of movies that just came at a certain time in the 70s where things really changed and there was a bit more realness to stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think it just hits so hard that you like you can't make another Jaws. Every shark movie is going to be compared to Jaws. Every exorcism movie is going to be compared to this. Yeah. Every guy wearing leather with chainsaw, chainsawing people. We compared to Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre. I mean, we can name a whole bunch of other movies, but those are the ones that can't come to mind, you know. And so it's really, it's really hard to break beyond that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think this this is a movie. <laughs> it's good. I don't find it to be the scariest movie of all time. I would not say that it is. I think there's certain things that have gotten way more under my skin. I mean, this movie will stick to your ribs a little bit. And maybe if you're like hanging out by yourself, you might get thinking about it a little bit and it might kind of make you feel uneasy, but I wouldn't say scared. Yeah. I think it would affect you more if you're a parent. No, surprisingly enough. Well. does not affect me as a parent differently. Hmm. If anything, I'm somehow less affected. Maybe it's because you're older. I have no idea. I can't really say. Yeah. Would yeah, you, you recommend do... it? Oh, I highly recommend it. But like I said, if you're looking for the scariest movie of all time. You're not going to find it here. No. If you want to watch a film that has horror elements to it, then yeah. Want to watch a scary movie? Um, Sherlock Gnome. Why did you have to bring up Sherlock Gnome? Gnomeo and Juliet. Oh my god, shut up. I'm just waiting for Gnome Alone 2. <laughs> I was trying to play it off like I was actually scared of those movies. <clears throat> okay, so I guess with that, feel free to visit our Public store. Get yourself a cool space demon design or any of our other fun t-shirts. How about this? If you wear a t-shirt, Corrupted Youth t-shirt, right? And you bump into somebody that you don't know on the street and they know the Corrupted Youth podcast, I will, I'll pay you like 10 bucks. <laughs> no. 
But I'll tell you what, if you somebody has the gumption to descramble that intro to our previous episode, there's going to be something in it for you. Be the first. That's right. And as always, feel free to like, rate, and review wherever you listen. You know where it is because you're listening to it right now. And also, feel free to contact us. Let us know your thoughts. Did the exorcist make you make pea soup in your pants? Did it make you pee on the carpet? Do you also believe in Oompa Loompa's freedom of speech? Are you scared of Antifa's? They're going to break into your home. They're going to pet your dog. (laughs) They're just bam kids that like Marxism. (laughs) You want to get in on some conversation? (laughs) You can find us at the Dongle Den on Facebook. Show us your memes. It's been pretty fun in there. Yeah. Last few days. Good memes. Good stuff. Court's really racking it. Yeah. Hi, Court. Hi, Court. We're not going to threaten you in this episode. Careful next time. Special thanks to you, our listeners, the Dongles, and our fellow podcasters. Thank you for your support. Like you, Court. No, no, no. Do we yeah. No. Maybe no. not this time. <laughs> we'll see. You're left out of the October episode. I'm pretty sure he's still playing that promo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you want, I'll make a new one. Sure, your listeners are probably getting sick of hearing it. My voice is a little deeper now. I have more gravitas. Okay, hang in there, goggles. Bye. Captain Howdy. My name is Minda. I'd rather just go with Captain Howdy.